This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update. Today, we're talking about vaccinating kids under five, to expect and why it's so important. I'm joined today by the AMA's brand new president-elect, Dr. Jesse Ehrenfeld, a practicing anesthesiologist in Milwaukee, and he's going to share his own experience about getting his three-year-old son vaccinated. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's chief experience officer in Chicago. First, Dr. Ehrenfeld, congratulations on becoming the AMA's newest president-elect. Well, thanks, Todd. I'm really excited to be in the role and uh, look forward to uh, seeing what's ahead. And uh, this will be the first of many of our conversations over the coming couple of years. So uh, thanks for joining us today because you have uh, some special experience in the particular topic, which is uh, vaccinating uh, children under five. Your own son recently received his COVID vaccination. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of parents out there are hesitant about vaccinating their young children. So I'd love to start with kind of in your own words, Talk about your decision and what advice you'd have to parents out there that might be struggling with that same decision. Well, you know, for us um, at this point in time, it was a pretty easy decision because there's been so much data and experience accumulated with these vaccines that we felt really comfortable um, taking Ethan into our pediatrician's office and and having him vaccinated against COVID-19. Um, that being said, you know, when these vaccines were developed, um, like a lot of other parents, we wanted to understand, you know, what, what did this mean? What are the risks and the benefits? Are there side effects or downsides? And, and the answer is, you know, there are things, right, um, that you need to be aware of. Um, but for us, in total, the protection afforded by this safe and effective vaccine um, made it kind of a no-brainer. And so we were really thrilled when the FDA approval came through for um, our son Ethan uh, to get his vaccine um, just this past week. If you were talking to uh, another uh, you know group of parents uh, that maybe weren't looking necessarily at the data, is there anything that you would kind of you know talk to them about to kind of overcome that hesitancy? Yeah, so I think it starts with a conversation um, with your physician and your healthcare team to understand you know is this a decision um, that's right for you and, and your family. You know, for, for us, when, when COVID arrived, um, like the rest of the world, we, we went into a bit of isolation. Um, we wanted to make sure that we protected um, our son and our family to the greatest degree possible. Um, and it's, it's been hard over, over the last you know, year or so, even though I've been vaccinated, my husband's been vaccinated, um, we kind of felt left behind as a family because our son was not. Um, and, and we were reluctant to um, see the grandparents, go on planes, do the kinds of things that we were really hoping um, our young son would be able to do and explore in the world. And so when this vaccine became available and we knew that he could get some protection from it that would potentially prevent serious illness, um, we jumped at that chance. It is an exciting opportunity to be back out there, especially for families with young children. I know this this rollout is uh, relatively new, of course, and I know that some parents out there are finding it difficult to schedule appointments. They're 
you know, they're unsure of where to take their kids if their own pediatrician isn't offering the vaccine. Do you have any advice for parents that might be facing, you know, more basic logistical challenges? Yeah, so um, definitely, you know, our pediatrician's offices took them a little bit of time to get the doses in stock and have their policies and scheduling ready to go. Um, if your pediatrician um, isn't uh, offering it uh, for um, kids who are under five or under three, you may be able to get them vaccinated at a local pharmacy. Uh, you can also go to vaccines.gov. Um, that's actually a real-time website that can show you um, providers uh, near you um, that will have uh, availability for kids under five. You just put your zip code in, or you can even call them. There's an 800 number. Um, that's a helpful source. Also, um, local health departments uh, are doing a lot of these vaccinations. They're offering a lot of vaccine clinics um, for kids. And so that's another um, place that you can go to. You know, last night I was uh, with some uh, parents of a four-year-old and I was listening to them talk about this and the choice between Moderna or Pfizer. This is the kind of decision that maybe parents haven't had to make in the past about different vaccines. You know, did, did talk about your decision uh, about which vaccine and, you know, how do you advise other parents who are wrestling with the same decision? Yeah, so it's a great question. Moderna, Pfizer, does it matter? Um, and at this point, the CDC is not recommending one over the other. Uh, but it's a question lots of parents have. Um, to be honest, we went to our pediatrician's office and, and asked what was available. Um, and they had a choice. And we said, that sounds great. Um, any vaccine is, is it works for us. And so um, I don't think it's a decision, frankly, that probably makes a huge difference um, over time. Any vaccine, uh, because they're both approved, is a good vaccine. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. Uh, just kind of going back to uh, taking Ethan in for his vaccine, did you have to prepare him in any way for, for this shot? It's obviously not his first, first vaccine, did, but for this particular thing, did you prepare in any different way than normal? You know, we, we told Ethan that he was going to go see his doctor. He loves his pediatrician, so he actually sometimes runs around the house. He doesn't pretend to be me, Dr. Daddy. He pretends to be Dr. Paley, um, and that's okay. Um, but actually, he was more bothered by having his blood pressure taken and the cuff squeezing on his arm than he was uh, the actual vaccine. Would you, uh, uh, any advice for other parents about making the experience better? You know, I think um, preparing a child for a vaccine, letting them know what's going to happen, not surprising them is, is helpful. Um, and then certainly helping them understand um, that this is something that keeps them healthy. And that's why we go to physicians' offices, we get vaccinations, we take medicines. It's not because we want to um, cause undue pain to our children, it's because we want to keep them safe and healthy. I know some parents are worried also about potential side effects. Was this a concern for you? And uh, did Ethan experience any? You know, um, Ethan had very mild side effects. His arm was just a tiny bit sore the next day. Um, but to be honest, it didn't stop him or slow him down one bit. And we've been seeing that in kids. Most kids actually um, are doing just fine with these vaccinations. Um, and they haven't really um, reported much uh, side effects uh, across the board. 
As an AMA's president-elect and someone who's been a leader in medicine for, for many years, uh, I know that you're often in a position to share your knowledge and expertise uh, with other physicians. What's your advice to physicians on talking to vaccine-hesitant parents, and are there any specific points that they should be uh, talking about uh, you know, as to why vaccinating uh, this group of young uh, kids is so, so important? Yeah, so one of the arguments I hear a lot is that, you know, COVID is not a serious illness in kids. Um, most of them do just fine, and the risk of them getting hospitalized um, or dying is low. Um, there, there is some truth to that, but um, community spread is real. Um, and because we have this large pool of unvaccinated kids um, who haven't been exposed to COVID, um, getting them vaccinated actually helps other groups um, by protecting the rest of the community around them. And so there's an individual benefit to a child, protecting them from getting seriously ill, but there's a community benefit around them. Um, and so for, for our son, you know, he's going to start school for the first time this fall, and we want to make sure that he can protect himself and his classmates. Um, we want to take him uh, traveling. We'd like to be able to go and visit our, our grandparents um, and all the, his grandparents and all those kinds of things. And so um, there are important considerations that are about, you know, the greater societal benefit, not just the individual, that also are an important component um, of the decision to vaccinate individuals. When you think about this particular rollout, do you have any thoughts around what you'd like to see physicians doing in their role to, uh, to, to you know, participate and help this? Uh, you know, we know that there hasn't been uh, the hugest uptake on the vaccine in the five to 11 year old group, even though it's been available for some time. How do we, you know, get physicians and leverage their voice to make sure that this entire range of children get the vaccine? Well, you know, we've got to stand up and combat misinformation, dispel the myths and help people realize that this is such an important thing. You know, we've been living with COVID for two plus years now. We now have tools and vaccines that can end this, um, help us manage through it, keep our communities safe, um, but it requires people rolling up their arms uh, and getting themselves and their and their families vaccinated. And, and I know it's exhausting. You know, look, I, I have had so many hundreds of conversations with patients about their decisions to be vaccinated or not be vaccinated. And I, I get it, it is tiring, um, but it is a conversation worth having every time um, because the degree that we as physicians, as trusted leaders of the healthcare team, as folks who are looked to because of um, the science behind what we've delivered to the public every day, um, we can have an impact. You know, just kind of listening to your story and uh, many people like uh, uh, like you out there, I've, you know, I've heard this kind of sense of relief. Uh, this is something that many families have been waiting on for a long time. And uh, just the freedom uh, that it allows uh, those visits to special people like grandparents and other family members traveling. You know, when you think uh, in kind of summary, is there anything else that's personally meaningful to you about this moment? Well, um, these vaccines have been a long time coming and, and, and we've, we've had our hopes dashed a couple of times when we thought that they were gonna be approved and available and, and then they weren't. Um, our son has not been on a plane um, since COVID started in 2020. And so we are so excited to be able to, to travel with him and take him places um, with the confidence knowing that he'll have protection 
um, and is unlikely to become uh, seriously ill um, if he gets COVID. And that is a, a huge uh, area of that kind of confidence and relief uh, for a parent. Uh, Dr. Ehrenfeld, thank you so much for being here today and sharing your perspective as both uh, a father and a physician. That's it for today's COVID-19 update. We'll be back soon with another segment. In the meantime, for resources on COVID-19, visit ama-assn.org slash COVID-19. Thanks for joining us today. Please take care. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.